0: A new troubling layer to the investigation by the House Oversight Committee that involves another congressional group, and as well, an update on the tragedy regarding Dwayne Haskins, plus more of the stadium game for the Washington Commanders. That's all coming up next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's go. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, everybody. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Uh, again, you can catch me uh, as one half of the Russell and Met her show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app all around the DMV and, of course, worldwide as we talk lots of Washington Commanders football and all of the controversies. My partner, David Harrison, is out on this edition. He is covering the Washington Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Locked On Commanders is free and available on all platforms, including now on YouTube. And we're on Twitter. David is at dharrison82. I'm at at Wrestlemania621. And the podcast, at LO Commanders. Again, we thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. All right, so here we go. Another day, another chapter, another saga, another episode. The Washington Commanders once again taking center stage in the sports world for all of the wrong reasons. On Tuesday afternoon, the Washington Post and also then front office sports and then the House Oversight Committee issued all sorts of coverage, a 20-page letter of troubling, to say the least, allegations against Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders Organization that they, quote, may have engaged in a troubling, long-running, and potentially unlawful pattern of financial conduct. Now, some of the allegations in this newest round of information that we have, and again, of course, the House Oversight Committee has been working on this. For quite a while, since last October, right? We know they've been pouring over documents, whatever ones they've had access to, said to be at least 90,000. We know that they've been talking to people behind the scenes. We know that some of those names have, of course, been leaked, not only the Congressional Roundtable two months ago, but also Jason Friedman, a former vice president with the company who has come forward, meaning when I say the company, I mean the old Washington Redskins slash commanders. So basically the newest allegations, just to sum it up in a pretty little picture, maybe not so pretty, uh, depending on who you're talking about, uh, allegedly accused the commanders, Dan Snyder, of withholding as much as $5 million, as much as $5 million, let that sink in, in refundable deposits from season ticket holders and also hiding money that was supposed to be shared among the 31 other NFL owners, again, according to this letter that was sent from the House Oversight Committee on Reform to the Federal Trade Commission. Not to some media outlet, although they did let the Washington Post and front office Sports, and then they put it out themselves. No, no, no. This is to the Federal Trade Commission. Think about that. Put that in perspective. However you want, however it hits you, the Federal Trade Commission is now involved, is now being asked to be involved. So what does this all mean? All right. So and, and of course, we'll share some more of the details. And we don't want to bore anybody with any of the political stuff, but we have to cover this. There's no way we can avoid it. Okay. The 20-page letter. Uh, which, again, was obtained by media, Washington Post, front office sports, and then the House Oversight Committee actually put it out themselves. Okay. Basically, it goes one step further, a huge step further than what we already knew from last week, which was Jason Friedman had alleged that the Washington Commanders, Dan Snyder, had basically two separate books, and that possible ticket-skimming revenue that was not being shared with the rest of the NFL was Being alleged. So now we have a little bit more detail as to how that may, may have happened. And what the letter describes is, and it cites documentation. This is important. Cites documentation that the financial improprieties may have extended to tickets registered in the name of NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Again, it's not just saying That's what happened. There is, according to the House Oversight Committee, and this is important, the letter cites documentation. Okay? So, again, that is important. It also refers to the revenue gained by the team through these practices, and that was just one, to be known as JUICE. Again, a popular term in the gambling world, not so much in the business world that I was aware of, but apparently that's what they referred to it. Okay, and apparently one other layer of this alleged, alleged ticket revenue scam and scheme was to attribute such revenue made from then Redskins football games to being made from Navy, Notre Dame, college football contests, and also Kenny Chesney concerts held at FedEx Field. I've been to a couple of Kenny Chesney concerts at FedEx Field, courtesy of the Washington Redskins, if I'm being honest with you, uh, back when I worked for the team. Um, so the idea behind that is to earmark the money-made for those events, because that doesn't have to be shared. Remember when we had AJ Perez on last week and he explained, you know, approximately 40% of the local revenue, uh, after service fees and taxes and not including parking and premium seating ticket revenue, the net 40% has to be shared with the 31 other teams, right? So these are basically the two biggest, uh, bombshell developments. Now, The documents that the HOC is referring to that is written up in the letter, again, to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, uh, which is being asked to examine this. This is what we found. This is what we want you to examine. Apparently, the documents indicate that as of 2016, as of 2016, again, the team may have retained up to $5 billion in deposits from approximately two thousand season ticket paying customers. We don't know if the practice happened after that, if it only happened in 2016. We don't know those details just yet. However, again, apparently there is documentation. We don't know what type of documentation, but apparently documentation. Now, it could be something as simple as an email, right? Confirming it, basically. There was word that there was... Com- correspondence and communication between uh, a former vice president who dealt with a lot of the financial stuff and others in the building that, hey, let's not do this anymore. Let's, let's stop this practice or whatever. Uh, again, Jason Freeman, the former executive who accused the team of having, quote, two sets of books, again, said as part of this House Oversight Committee, uh, that the underreported ticket revenue uh, was included in another internal set of books that included the complete and accurate revenue and was shown, quote, shown to Mr. Snyder. Now, another former team employee uh, told the committee, quote, "It was known and/or rumored in the office that there was a moving around of money regarding tickets," and stated. Uh, she stated that she told an outside investigator, uh, Beth Wilkinson, about this issue in her time with Beth Wilkinson during the original investigation back in 2020. And, of course, we never heard anything about this from the NFL and from Beth Wilkinson because, of course, there was no written report. So assuming that that made some sort of, Communication between Beth Wilkinson to Roger Goodell, maybe the NFL can claim they didn't know anything about it. Who knows? Maybe Beth Wilkinson, Put it on the cutting room floor, we don't know. Again, the bottom line is, is, it seems like we have some sort of documentation, at least some sort of communication, if not actual proof, ledgers of two books of ticket revenue being diverted from one pool to another. Uh, apparently, the right books being shown to Dan Snyder as opposed to the wrong books which were shown to the NFL. Uh, there's a lot to unpeel here and, and we're not going to have the time, uh, to do it. But basically the House Oversight Committee basically said to the Federal Trade Commission, uh, or FTC, hey, look, you have the authority to un, uh, investigate unfair and deceptive business practices. We're providing you the information we've uncovered. Now please do something with it and punish those that may have violated unfair And deceptive business practices, that's what you do, and refund the money to those that may have been scammed, i.e. the fans, and punish those who may have done the scamming, which could mean more than just Dan Snyder. It could mean others, as it always could, as it always could. All right, so that's the lowdown on that. There's more to it. We'll unpeel the layers as we go along. I'm sure David will have his spin on it on the next episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. But coming up next, another confusing layer of the potential ticket revenue issue, scheme, whatever you want to call it, that got swept away last week, and an unfortunate update on Dwayne Haskins. This is the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm Chris Russell for Shady Rays. Shady Rays, what are they? Well, they're an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, guys, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. What is that? Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a brand-new pair if you lose them no matter what happens. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America from Shady Rays and from you when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code On. That's promo code On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season, 50% off. Two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. All right, guys, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch uh, each and every day. I'm Chris Russell. Again, David Harrison will return on the next episode. Now for a big announcement starting Thursday, April 28th. Tune in to Locked On NFL Drafts live draft coverage Of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL's mock draft special. Hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. The Locked On NFL Draft Live special will be on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. Odyssey NFL Mock Draft will be on Odyssey and the Locked On NFL Draft podcast feeds. The Locked On NFL Draft Live special begins at 7 o'clock Eastern on April 28th, the first night of the draft, April 29th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, April 30th, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. And the Odyssey NFL Mock Draft will run from April 18th through the 22nd and April the 25th. You'll want to see who David and I picked at number 11 for the Washington Commanders. All right. So as we wrap up this portion of our show, um, there was something from John Kime that I meant to get in earlier on an episode that I missed from ESPN. And this was good reporting. And I'm just going to read it directly from ESPN.com and from my buddy, John Kime. He said, quote, Some League sources said it would be difficult to alter the books. Remember when this was an in, in initial accusation when it was just talking about two books and potential ticket scamming revenue, and we didn't have really any of the details of allegedly how they did this. So Khan continued, based on the stringent auditing process by the NFL, the league conducts an audit of teams every several years. Washington was audited in 2012, 2016, and 2019. It's common for every NFL team to pay more after these audits. Often several hundred thousand dollars. In 2019, a source told Kahn of ESPN, Washington had to pay an additional eighty-six thousand dollars. And before the NFL would perform its audit, according to Kahn and ESPN, Washington would conduct its own audit with an outside accounting firm named BDO USA. Now, why is this somewhat important, if not very important? One, it's good details and good reporting by time. So we have some context to whether or not this even happened, and according to the report, it did. They owed $86,000, an additional $86,000 in 2019. We assume that's from the 2019 league audit, but that's not made clear. A lot of critics of the House Oversight Committee, of Jason Friedman, of anybody uh, apparently on a witch hunt, if you believe that, uh, and those defending the organization have said and referred to this as almost impossible to think that Washington skimmed the books and skimmed tickets. Why? Because the NFL audits. Why? Because the team gets audited. Well, why would it be impossible? And I'm asking a question. I, I don't know. Why would it be impossible for the team to skim the books, for an executive to to take money and funnel it to a separate book, if we're already looking at the reality that A, the NFL does not audit every year, one. B, likely the team knows when the audit is coming. And C, in 2019, again, we don't know if this was from directly the 2019 audit or just a catch-up from the 2016 or 2012 audit. We don't know that part yet. But in 2019, according to Kime and ESPN, they had to pay an additional 86000 which he said is common for most NFL teams, if not every team, to basically have to pay a little bit more. Okay, that makes sense. I understand big business is big business. There's a lot of numbers, a lot of ways that you can interpret things. I got it. I understand it. Again, why would it be impossible? Why would it be impossible if the team is not being audited by the NFL auditor every year and is only being audited by its own independent auditing firm? which it could easily and potentially, easily might not be the right word, potentially control to some degree, right? Wink, wink, nod, nod, maybe a private deal, who knows, just speculating. Why would we think that it is impossible to cook the books or to skim ticket revenue? Again, nobody's saying that they absolutely did it. What we're saying is the mere possibility exists that they could have done it. And that's what certainly Jason Friedman and the House Oversight Committee is saying, that it has some sort of documentation, whether it's, again, email conversations. We don't know exactly what level, but now we have information on the alleged scheme. Why would it be impossible if there was 86,000 owed and why most NFL teams wind up owing extra money? It means that something is going wrong somewhere and that there's not a meeting of the numbers, right? So is it not possible for those numbers to meet up in different years and for it not to be audited by the NFL? We don't know the answer to this, but the question has to be asked. If the question's not being asked, I'm telling you guys, uh, and and, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but if the question isn't asked, then I'm not doing my job. And you deserve better than that. I'm not saying it happened, but if the NFL is not going to audit every single year, And even if the NFL did, would we completely trust the NFL? I mean, you'd think, right? Because the other 31 owners would then be theoretically being cheated out of their money. But what happens if the NFL only audits the 2019 book and the 2012 book? Well, what happened in 2013 and 2014 and the years that they didn't audit? We don't know the exact process. So all I'm saying is let's keep in mind that there are – A myriad of possibilities here that there is potentially a lot of things that could have happened, maybe innocently, maybe by mistake, maybe by just a different interpretation of numbers or maybe on purpose. And it's my job to at least bring it up, to put it in your mind and to make you think about it. And if there is any independent auditors or anybody in the NFL auditing system or anybody that knows anything about this, please please, 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 please reach out. You can direct uh, message us at Russellmania61, at dharrison82. Of course, you can hop on the voicemail line. Or if you want to email us, Commanders at gmail.com. And, of course, we can keep your name, you know, secret and all that stuff, uh, depending on the information and depending on what you feel comfortable with sharing. Uh, because, again, I think these are more than fair questions. Nobody's accusing anybody of anything, at least from David and I's perspective. All we're doing is simply bringing up the questions that I think are fair. Uh, and that quite honestly, I don't understand because they don't make sense. And if they don't make sense to me, then they logically don't, might not make sense to you or somebody else. Uh, and maybe again, I'm barking up the wrong tree, but I don't think I'm wrong for asking the question and trying to put two and two and wondering why it doesn't exactly add up to four. You see where I'm getting at? All right. So we'll put that for today's episode in the wayside. Again, uh, we'll have more. As we go along, now the sad news. The latest on the Dwayne Haskins tragedy, of course, as you know, we covered that um, in, in our first edition of the week, uh, so raw and still uh, in fresh in our memory banks uh, at the age of 24 on Saturday. Uh, so Dwayne Haskins is going to be honored and remembered at Ohio State's Pro Day this weekend. Uh, Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, his alma mater where he starred, uh, Dwayne Haskins did, uh, again, will be uh, celebrated, honored, remembered. Uh, don't know the exact details yet, but of course that is a very uh, nice thing for uh, an appropriate thing for Ohio State to do. Uh, as of Monday afternoon, Darren Haynes of WUSA9, a Techno owned station, so again affiliated, uh, you know, with Eric Flack and 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 everybody at WUSA9 has done a great job. He was a personal friend of Dwayne Haskins and of Dwayne Haskins family. As a matter of fact, he was with the Haskins family uh he and his wife on saturday the day that we all found out that Dwayne had passed away so tragically he told uh Pete Medhurst and I on the radio on monday that Dwayne's body uh, for whatever reasons and, and 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 I mean there's there could be like federal rules and laws that I'm not aware of that his body had to be shipped back to pittsburgh apparently first uh before uh, ultimately, the family decides whatever it is going to decide to do, and we don't know if they're going to have a burial or a cremation. We don't know at this point. So apparently, again, the body had to be shipped back to Pittsburgh. Um, as we're recording this, I'm not sure exactly if that process has occurred yet, uh, but Darren said that's what he was told by uh, the investigators uh, involved in this particular situation. Now, there's another quick report uh, that a man who was driving along after dropping his daughter off Uh, at the airport on Saturday morning, saw Dwayne Haskins on the side of the road, partially on a highway. Darren also reported that he was told that Dwayne ran out of gas, and that's why he was apparently attempting to cross the highway. The man said, and there is a fuzzy picture that uh, has been making the rounds of what it looks like, Dwayne Haskins. He claims it to be Dwayne Haskins, on the side, on the shoulder, on the right shoulder of the road. And, again, if he ran out of gas, apparently maybe he crossed the highway to try and go get gas. We don't know exactly the circumstances, but the man said he saw uh, a man standing on the side of the road around that time, about 6.31 in the morning, and called uh, 911 or or Florida Highway Patrol or something like that uh, and let them know about this particular situation. The accident occurred approximately at 635 or so uh, Saturday morning. So the timeline would match up. And I guess there's logs of his calls and so on and so forth. Um, Just in wrapping this up, again, we still don't know the full details, but if Dwayne ran out of gas, if Dwayne was attempting to cross the highway to get gas, Clearly, another unfortunate circumstance. Uh, I would just use this time to remind you, please don't drive on fumes. Please don't drive on an empty gas tank. I know I've been guilty of it from time to time. Please make sure you have enough gas so that you don't potentially run into this kind of situation if that is indeed uh, what happened uh, in the Dwayne Haskins situation. Coming back, we will wrap up the Locked On Commanders podcast on this solo edition for me, Chris Russell. Uh, with another quick twist on the Commanders' stadium game, which never ends as well. We talk more about stadiums, bonds, and politics, and congressional investigations than anything to do with football, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Guys, this is the time that everybody's pretty much given up on New Year's resolutions, right? It's... Mid-April, nobody's going to the gym every day anymore. Nobody's gung-ho about their diets. I mean, maybe some of you are. But one way to keep yourself going, to keep fueling yourself, is with our friends at Bilt Bar. Whether it's the regular Bilt Bars with all the delicious flavors or the Bilt Bar Puffs, which David and I have been telling you about for a while now, first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. Fluffy, marshmallowy, uh, and so many great flavors for the Bilt Bar Puffs, banana cream pie, Coconut, marshmallow, yummy, cinnamony churro. And, of course, all the great different flavors that the regular Pilt Bars have. They're all healthy for you. Uh, they're low in net carbs, low in sugar, high in protein, low in calories. Again, all the amazing different flavors, whether you're a mint brownie guy like David is, whether you're uh, anything peanut butter, you know that's my favorite. Or you might like coconut almond. Whatever your favorite du jour flavor is. Go get yourself some at built.com. And while you're at built.com, use promo code lock 15 and you're going to get 15% off your order by using the promo code watch 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, guys wrapping up the locked on commanders podcast in just the couple of minutes that we have left. Um So the Baltimore Orioles, baseball team that has struggled for the last couple of years, they are at Camden Yards right next to M&T Bank Stadium where the Baltimore Ravens play in the city of Baltimore. That's commonly referred to as the Camden Yards complex. Well, apparently the Maryland state legislature has passed an initiative that they're going to commit $1.2 billion in public funding to reinvest and reimagine that entire area. Now, why is this important to the commanders? Well, it may or may not be. The one point two billion, first of all, is the second largest public commitment to a baseball team. Only the Yankees got more, okay? Uh, and, again, it's investing in, restruct- in, in infrastructure, uh, maybe some improvements to the ballparks. We don't know exactly how that's going to go. Combined with what we talked about with Maryland and PG County on the last episode that David and I uh, did, and investing, again, around the infrastructure of PG County and the current FedEx deal, with or without – the football team moving forward, you have a potential situation where Maryland is trying to keep the commanders, but could, could potentially only invest a certain amount. Now, Larry Hogan, the Maryland governor, signed a measure on Tuesday that would make $400 million in bonds available for the development around FedEx Field, as we told you about on the last episode, uh, that would be given to allow infrastructure in what they're calling basically the blue line corridor to be spruced up. Again, that's with or without the team. That's not 400. my understanding is that's not $400 in bonds to build the stadium, to build the stadium. That is to improve the surrounding areas. As far as we know, Virginia has lowered their amounts to like $350 million to actually help build the stadium is our last understanding. Again, Maryland, it seems, is willing to invest money in sprucing up the infrastructure, and the surrounding area of where a new stadium would be, not the actual stadium, which to me, if all of that is true, and again, we have a lot more to unpack here. As details come in, we will keep adjusting the compass. If all of that is true, it would seem like Virginia, again, still has the lead in the stadium battle, if you could call it that, to bring the Washington commanders to the Commonwealth of Virginia or to try and retain them in Prince George's County. All right, we'll have to leave that at that. More details, of course, each and every day on both of these major stories, as we'll be covering them constantly on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Again, David will be solo, and then we'll be back together again before the end of the week. Now make your second listen. And watch the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis and college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, again, especially if you are a financial expert and have any knowledge about again, we can keep your name confidential. If that's what you want, Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. Locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. Or if you want to hop in on the voicemail, that would be for public use unless you instruct us otherwise 301-615-3577 301-615-3577 that's going to do it for us today commanders fans thanks again for joining us we're free and available on all platforms for david harrison who's out on this episode but covering the washington commanders for si.com's fan nation of chris russell one half of the russell and med show on the team 980 and the odyssey app we'll be back right here on the locked on commanders podcast